0: unbelievable timing on that and it's the tigers straight away Guys, Elliot oh! What a that oh, oh. welcome to the ultimate super coach and fantasy sports show you are now listening to the insight fantasy sports podcast
1: Welcome back to the Inside Fantasy Sport NBL edition. And boy, another week down, and we move into to wrap what was round three of the NBL Super Coach. I can't believe we're already that many weeks down. I'm a Super Coach Hawk, Rob Kennedy, sitting here with SC Matrix and the hammer himself, brought to you by the Standard Squeeze. Make sure you use our promo code insight 15 to get 15% off all your Standard Squeeze products. And of course, Ryan Hammond from Astute in Newstead, hit him up for all your home node needs. Ryan, make sure you let him know that the boys from Insight sent you, support those who support us. We have a lot to get through. I'm going to say my welcomes first, and then we can talk about what's on this show. I'm going to go to you, Maddie. How are you, mate? Just excited to be here again. I love NBL. i got my Cam Besto
2: jersey on. Um, can't wait for... I'm sure he's got a son to play in the league for the next time this jersey becomes relevant. So, uh, yeah, up the golden circle bullets.
1: And the uh, the man, the myth, the legend himself, Hammer, how are you, mate? Get a bit of NBL in this weekend?
0: Man, I watched most games. Uh, it was a horrible round, wasn't it? If it was a Friends episode, it would have been called the one where the stars didn't fire.
1: Yeah. That was deep. I like it. I wow. just got tear yeah, in my that is, eye. That is deep to kick off the show and I like it. We yeah. have a lot to get through to everyone who's watching us along on YouTube. Welcome to the live as you already are throwing your comments in the side there. We will try to get to as many questions as you can throughout the show as we go through. This is our wrap-up show. So we're going to wrap and review all the games that have been. If we see some questions there, we'll go through it. Hammer's looking fresh. He's getting his compliments already. We love it. We're going to throw them up. Massive shout out to you. This show is awesome when you get those comments in there. Remembering that we will get to a lot more trade conversation as we load into round four, which is going to be a very tricky week, boys. There's not many double-double game weeks or double-game weeks this week. So, looking at those trades is going to be massive. So, quick rundown of what we're going to go over today: we are going to look at some breaking news, we're going to cover how our teams went. I'll just pause there for a second. We're going to get into this week's squeeze of the week, winner. Uh, we're going to obviously go over the Supercoach reviews of every game. We're going to check how our community team went. We're going to mention the upcoming schedules and the teams and what we think you should look to target, early trade thoughts and plans. And then we'll leave a little section at the end for any questions that we haven't answered along the way. Now, Maddie, I know you've had a little bit of fun in the studio today. So I'm going to let you kick off with point one, which is today's Breaking news.
2: G'day, guys. Just just found myself a jacket to sound professional. I'd just like to let everybody know that Aaron Baines got five games. <laughs> and it should be noted that he's already missed two. The, uh, the Brisbane Bullets really missed out on him this week. Um, they missed his size. They missed his presence. And they missed his beard. So, um, yeah, really disappointing (laughs) from the Brisbane Bullets there. Um, I'd also like to note that not even Alfred Payton could save the NBL teams from being absolutely pumped over there in America. I wonder how long that's going to go for. Not only does it ruin our NBL season, but it also ruins their hopes and dreams. (laughs) Um, Menenga, he's sick. Armstrong, he's out. Cairns are in disarray. Hopefully, they're
1: good in a few weeks' time. Anyway, over to you, Rob. I, <laughs> no, look, I'm glad. We lost – We lost. oh, no, we just went back up. I thought we lost a couple of viewers there for a second, and then we've gone back up. Either they've heard you say back to you, Rob, and they've jumped back in. I don't know if that segment is going to last in that way moving forward. I'll leave it to the community. It's getting a bit of laughter there from a Cameron Williams the brainer himself thrown in there. Is that Tracy uh, Grimshaw? It could be. It could be. <laughs> He's seen my legs. Let's try and bring a little bit of seriousness maybe to that. I will throw to you, Hammer. Give us a quick snapshot of what you think. I mean, I don't. the Aaron Baines isn't massively breaking news, but I think, mate, you know, Alfred Payton not being able to help out any of those NBL teams over there. Give us a quick snapshot of what you think about, one, the suspension, the five weeks, and then two, the NBL games uh, up against the NBA teams.
0: God, look, Look! if anyone deserves a five-game suspension, it's Matrix after that segment. But, <laughs> uh, look, interesting turn of events. Going on from the suspension, uh, it's come out in the news that someone's leaked the footage. You guys get a chance to have a look at it this week? Sure did. Yeah, I did watch sure it. Did. The man's a so maniac. It's quite interesting after it came out that Ford had no part to play in it. it. sort of doesn't sort of line up with what the video is showing. But, um. Nonetheless, five games for Baines, three left to serve now, and the Bullets went down without him.
1: Yeah, I don't think anyone's got the right to put their hands on anybody, but I also don't think you have the right to be stopping anybody on their way back to their change room in a professional sporting atmosphere. So it's a tough one, isn't it? But I think, so did I get it right? He got three games for that component. I think yeah. he got one game for what happened out on court. And there was one that was one game that was a little bit controversial for the way that he sort of walked past the coach as they were on the court. So look, they decided not to appeal any of it. It's five games. I'll tell you what, I wouldn't be messing with Aaron Baines. He's a he's a big unit. That's for damn sure. So I give a bit of shout out to the to the coach for getting in the way. It's uh not a bad little effort. But mate, I'll throw I, you on I'm surprised he didn't great. get more. I'm surprised he didn't get more. Fuck me. I think that I was... reckon it's just, I reckon it's the fact that one, he probably restrained himself. Let's be honest, it's kind of a solid push. But I think the fact that he should not have been, the coach should not have put himself in that position. He should not have been there. I think there's an element of that that's been put into place, but <laughs> not a good look. Maddie, what do you reckon, uh, NBL? Uh, you know, we had the excitement last year of an NBL team going over there and getting a win against some of the NBA uh, teams, albeit I think they were knocking down about 8 of 15 from half court to win that game. But there's been a fair blowout in this game. So does, it, does it look bad to the NBL having games like that against some NBA teams? Not really. This is kind of what
2: you expect. Um, We didn't send our best talent over there. Um, Look, it's disappointing for Supercoach that they're out at the moment. I don't really know what we get out of it considering it's pretty hard to get it televised. It's pretty hard to watch any of it. Yeah. I I wonder if the writing on the wall is for it. Unless you're sending Melbourne and Perth over there. Yeah. I don't want
0: a bar of it. It's the wrong teams and it's the wrong time. Like, if we had a sent, you know, your Sydney, my beloved Jack Jumpers, any of these teams that have got half a shot, it might be worth watching. And why do we do it during the season? I know it lines up with their pre-season, but surely we can push it back a couple of weeks and, and not interrupt Supercoach of all things. Yeah, that's what it's all totally about. Totally agree.
1: Speaking of Supercoach, let's dive in and have a look at our Supercoach teams and how they went this week. Uh, we'll start with you, Hammer. How'd your team go this week?
0: Uh Look, I made some regrettable decisions. It um, wasn't great, man. This really was the round where the big guns didn't fire. We, we talked all week about the guys to bring in, and I don't think we could have picked it any other way. The guys just did not show up. I had 300 for the week and, and dropped about 57,000 places, so um, not great.
1: You, Maddie.
2: Yeah, so After I stepped up, you know, I had this great pod play in Jalen Adams, which was going to turn out to be an elite pod play. I ended up going, hey, I need this cash generation. It looks like Jalen Adams isn't going to do it. It's early on the year. Maybe I don't take that risk. Um, it has cost me a lot of points. Um, a ridiculous amount of points and probably seventeen hundred spots because I was always going to bring in Lockie Albrecht for somebody like Manenga. Um, still got that cash generation there, so really happy. But starting bringing in and capting Justin Robinson just wasn't the play this week, even with the Adelaide game. So,
1: yeah. So I started my week with a uh, a post out on Twitter. If you haven't already, make sure you follow us along on Twitter and all our social media platforms. You can join our Discord as well, where we. We are all chat in the community. My post this week was no Cotton, no Robinson makes me very nervous, especially with that many that was bringing in. Pretty much the only thing I was checking all week was how those two were scoring. And when I saw Robinson not get off to a great start, and then the same from Cotton, I was feeling pretty good about what my team was going to do. Lucky enough, we jumped up 266 spots to be sitting 240 in the country at the moment or in the world, however you want to look at it. We'll do a bit of an American thing, World Championships of NBL Super Coach. Um, yeah, sitting 240 overall at the moment. Very lucky where I am, but got to make some big moves this week. So what I'm hearing
0: is you did the Stephen Bradbury. You didn't go out and get any of the guys you should have, and you still
1: finished in first place. Shoulda, coulda, woulda, or did I just know something you guys didn't? (laughs) (laughs) I didn't have the room I didn't have the room to bring him in we talked about it I think we talked about it last week Cotton was never going to come back in for me at this point I was really big on holding him out now until Wildcats sort of roster schedule gets that bit better We especially after look I don't take all the credit I've mentioned you guys a lot we we work on these sort of things as a group we made the big move last week to use the boost and try something different especially for this podcast um, which we all agreed was a great move I got nervous but definitely pulled the trigger and, um, and that definitely meant not bringing Cotton back in. So, yeah, happy to happy to make that move and got to get them ready now for round four, which uh, we'll get into. For sure, man. Credit where credit's due. You've killed it, Rob. Uh, we'll see. It's a long way to go. I reckon when you look at scheduling and players and all those types of things, rosters are going to be very big parts and schedules are going to play a big role. So stay strong if your team has dropped off a little bit because you can bounce mm. back easily in a week in this game, for sure. Um. Let's get into our uh, league. Our league is absolutely killing it. If you haven't joined our league yet, you might as well still jump in because you can, because you can win the weekly squeeze prize. You can be our squeeze of the week by scoring the best score for the week. Our code 680481. Massive shout out to we had two lads get up with a 425 this week is our score of the week. They actually had different teams too. I was shocked. I thought I'd click on it and see the exact same team. They scored the exact same with different, week, uh, different teams. So massive shout out to the Woi Woi Kings, Mr. Jack himself, and Paul from meemus. That's I'm, I'm assuming if you call yourself meemus, you get a little bit of an accent with that one for sure. Miemus. Um fart, Don't ever do this, that again. How much? Huh? That's another thing. Don't do bring him back.
2: <laughs> um, <laughs> I know, you you um, just got your how, first pack.
1: <laughs> this is this is how badly people want the standard squeeze pack. We got hit up on socials by Jack. What, more than 24 hours ago, I'm pretty sure, pretty (laughs) much once the round finished, Jack's gone, boys, shout out, I think I've got score of the week and I want the pack. So, to Jack, well done, mate. You are our squeezer of the week and you are getting a standard squeeze pack sent out to you. So, unlucky, me emus, Paul, uh, you're just going to have to keep scoring big scores as we go along. Slide into our DMs. We might find you a little something, something. Yeah, pool, we're, not, so. we're normally pretty good at hooking people up still. Yeah, like <laughs> uh, let's have a look at the moment. We're going to go into uh, a short Supercoach reviews. Let's go into the games. Maddie. I'm going to start with you first. Where We started just off the week and I've Just wait. Oh, Stop. Go. Go. Let's review the week just gone. It's time for Game Talk. This is why we need a rehearsal beforehand. You have been in the studio. I knew you'd been in the studio. I've got to remember the segments that you've hit us up. It is time for game talk. I like it. I don't know if we've had to prove that from the big boss, but it looks good to me. Um, we're going to kick off with the Jack Jumpers versus the Hawks. A massive one hundred three to seventy three in the way of the Jack Jumpers. Uh, Maddie, take us through this one a little bit and uh, and what you saw. That's a paddler. Um, look,
2: what happened to? Justin Robinson. I'm heartbroken, so you tell me, Hammer.
0: Man, this was, I was so torn watching this. Like, on one hand, as the Jack Jumpers number one supporter, now I'm getting off on this, up 30 at quarter time. And on the other hand, Justin Robinson is just showing me that he hates me by laying an absolute egg. He had five turnovers before half time and at one point had a negative Supercoach score. Man, I, I don't know, man. It's why is he doing this to us?
2: Oh, those little point guards, rocks or diamonds. I think maybe we fell into the trap of seeing how good he was in the other in the other games, and everybody just loaded up thinking we were going to make like forty five k. What did we make? Eighteen or something like that?
0: Yeah, uh, fifteen. But I think what it comes down to is just how bad the Hawks are. And Jacob yeah. Jptomus, I think he's out of his depth. Look, last year he got some accolades saying he kept a team together that went three and 412 or whatever it was. This year he's got the squad and he started off playing like it's under 10s where he's trying to keep the parents happy with even court time. It's come to crunch time. What he's doing isn't working. There's no adjustment. The players look unimpressed on the bench. And I just think this is an environment where we're not going to have a good enough team to be competitive and in games to be put up with scores. I, I just don't think you touch anyone on Illawarra
1: really now. No, I think you're spot on. I think, I think the Jack jumpers have a really good system at the moment. We'll, we won't dive too far into them because they have another game in the week, but they've just got that setup where they either blow a team out, but they never get blown out themselves. It's a really good setup. I think the coach has done a fantastic job with what he's got there. And um, I'm telling you, Doyle's that piece. I had the captaincy on him. That was that great start to the week for me. Um, a few people did. Um, I think he's a he's starting to become that comfortable pick to put a C on, I reckon, yeah. this year. He's he's really changed the way I look at, at the jack jumpers. Like in the
0: past two seasons, you never knew who was going to pop up. Like the imports were never big scorers. And and this year, him and Crawford, they're getting minutes. It's not even court time anymore, and they're producing. And even in that game, that was a blowout. They still played almost 30 minutes each and stayed playing until probably five minutes left in the game. He didn't clear out the bench, didn't put the cue in the rack. It's, I think he's Mr. Reliable. And he's, if they're on a double game, he'd be pretty hard-pressed not to go, go with Doyle on the captaincy.
2: I yep. think the forwards haven't been doing that much. Oh, I suppose the centres and that haven't been doing a great deal for him. I know Marcus Lee got 24, but it just seems, you know, you can load up on the Doyles, your Crawfords and your McVays on double game weeks and you'll be just fine.
0: I think McBays. that's by design though. The way they play is very perimeter oriented. It's a lot of that, uh, you know, that, that pick and roll, that kind of uh, – you know, that action is very perimeter-oriented. Marcus Lee, he screens, he rolls, he dives. It'll be the same as Magna when he comes back, but they're playing small ball four with McVeigh, yeah. who's pretty much a guard. So, yeah, Yeah. yeah guards are where it's at with Tassie.
1: They've got another game, so we'll dive in. McVeigh is a name that I do want to mention in the next Jack Jumpers game, and I think you hit the nail on the head with their very perimeter focus. He's starting to become... Super coach consistent at the moment. We didn't really talk that much at the start about him. With uh, after a good round one performance, before we move on to the next one, the big boss has chimed in himself when it was talking about the uh, the videos that were getting put up. Mister Brainer himself has put up there. Who do you think made it? And it definitely wasn't the Matrix. So he's thrown you under the bus, the big boss man, Mister <laughs> Nathan Brain himself. I like it. I self proclaiming the boss. He does a lot of work and a lot of great work behind the scenes and in front of the camera as well. So. I'm glad we got that cleared up. It did look too good for the Matrix to be putting that sort of stuff together. Yeah, we move on, though, Hammer. I'm going to... <laughs> Hammer, I'm going to you, mate. Kings are defeating the Baneless Bullets. Nice little note there, mate. Well done. Very good. Uh, 113 to 102. Braino uh... probably did that, too. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sensitive Sally. We'll move on, Hammer. <laughs> let, us see, let us know what you saw in this game, mate. Were they, um... Did the Bullets look different without Bane at the center? Uh, they looked a bit different.
0: It sort of changed a little bit of the way they get into stuff. But um, one of my favorite players, Shannon Scott, he stepped up. And this is what I've been talking about all year. The players who can hit the stat sheet and aren't relying on points. He, he dropped like a 42 or something, I think it was. Yep. And, and then he had yep. two actual points. The guy had 11 assists. He was unreal and, and only 2% owned. So if anyone got jumped on him, I know he's a little bit more expensive around that just over the 300 mark, but... He's uh, worth a look with this schedule coming. Good, he backed it up in I the think, second game too. I think
2: if he did that in his first game, he would be the Milton Doyle that we're all talking about right now.
0: Yeah, he um, took a little while to get going, everybody. Didn't he?
2: Yeah, scared everybody off with that single game week um, low score because we got to look at him. We probably
0: panicked a bit. Him and Sobe yeah. didn't score that well. So the other guy that you've been uh, pretty high on was Sammy Mack. What happened there? Well, he got eight
2: and um, yeah, probably oh, it's great. I don't own him. So I was really happy with the eight, but um, yeah, look, that definitely stunts his cash generation.
0: Yeah. And then for the Sydney side, they had some, some scores from, from guys who are, uh, I probably didn't want to score. Galloway went big again. Don't own him. Valentine laid an egg again. I, I think he's dead to me. That's, I think he's we're gone. done here. Yeah, we're
1: breaking up. Uh, and then not, not Adams. Done, not you no, Adams, Rob. He's he's not done for me. Like he's not done for me at all. I I think it's no different to sort of what you're saying. He's done in the way of like he might go, but he's definitely coming back. I'll be I'll be trading him out this week because of the schedule, but he'll come back in. I think he he will consistently score enough. If you go back to the same algorithm that you're talking about and not being so reliant on always having to fill your points with just points you can feel it in other ways you're still going to have games where you drop off a little bit but he doesn't drop off ridiculously we all just expected him to do more now How until he does that money you, no I, I get it i get it but you can't tell me you aren't going you aren't going to look at somebody who's dropped in value and dropped in cash the old buy low sell high type analogy if i'm going to be looking at somebody that's dropped in value that can still produce the points he's somebody that at some point is going to come back into my side i have no doubt yeah.
0: This is the girlfriend that keeps cheating on you and you keep bringing her back because she said it didn't mean anything. Man, you got to rip the Band-Aid off and move on from Valentine. It's no. Nah.
2: And you know what? Once you walk away, she was, she was a Gold Coast 3 anyway.
1: So
0: Exactly. I feel like we can make like way
1: too so many on. analogies and we'd end up going on a 10-minute segment about ex-girlfriends and how that relates to Valentine. So... I'm going to leave it alone because i got too many cray-crays that I could bring up. And at some point, they'll probably find their way to this podcast somehow. But I reckon I reckon we move on there. And we're going to dive into uh, the Wildcats defeated by Melbourne. Um, speaking about tough schedules this week, the Wildcats has one of those. People are pressing the panic button over here in uh, WA. But we'll probably touch on that in the second game. But for now, we'll stick to this one. Getting defeated 88-81. to I think the big one for me was Pinder and how he sort of stepped up in this game. Um, Cotton was being a little bit disappointed. But I'll go to you, Maddie. What else did you see in this one?
2: Look, Sar got 30 and Melbourne yeah. just kind of cruised. Um, I was really hoping bringing in some of these Melbourne guys on a double game week that you, that your Travis and your Huck Porties getting 24 and 17 would do a lot more. Deli and Gulling were pretty good. And I do think this was the game. No, it's the next game that we're going to be talking about, Shea Ely, but it's probably this game that's going to make me less interested to talk about how good Shea Ellie was in the next one because he
1: only got 11 in this one. Hammer, did it make you nervous seeing Huck Porty with a zero at half time? More than nervous. <laughs> I mean,
0: look, we will bring up the second game where he seemed to redeem himself, but it is a worry. Sometimes he just... It's not that he's disengaged. Sometimes the ball just doesn't find him. And it's a concern with a team that... Just the way they play, it's, it's very inconsistent in regards to the way that they score or attack. like It seems like a next man up kind of thing, and it's never the same guy. So concerning, but at his price, he's going to keep rising, and he did redeem himself, so I'm not overly concerned.
1: Short answer, short answer, yes or no. Is Melbourne United the best team in the competition right now? Matt? No. Yep. Okay, good. Good. Leave it there. We're going to go into it later. That's good. I like it. Uh any more for this one? I know they've got other games. Uh, oh, Perth don't. Do you want to touch on Perth? Oh no, Perth have two, Melbourne have two. We're good. Let's move on. Um 36s on the board. Flowers actually can play basketball. Look out with an 18 point fourth quarter. Who wants to take this one? Uh Maddie, you want this one? Yeah. Or who? Get yeah. it. Here you go. Look. The one week that I bring in two
2: Illawarra get players to play the 36ers <laughs> and they were dog shit. Um, look, Lockie Albrecht still made me some money. I suppose that's okay. But, yeah, look, whatever that was that was Justin Robinson this week with 18, um, yeah, I hate it. Uh, but I suppose the front court. For Illawarra is something that you can look at if they get on a good run, like they do towards the end of the year. Clark, Ulbricht, Froeling, playing pretty well. I'm off Justin Robinson. He's dead to me.
1: Hammer, I want to bring it up to you. I've got you. You still there, Hammer? Give us a nod. You're just in a very nice fixed model position there. No, he's there. Good because I want to throw to you because um, this is somebody that I'm possibly looking at this week. Trey Kell. Um, is that should we be running away or is he showing you something? Look in a in a week
0: with only three teams on doubles, and this round four is going to be a bit of a pivotal one for a lot of coaches out there. Trey Kel is not the worst option. He seems to have a role in that team, and we we keep saying you know Adelaide are going to bring an import in, but I don't think it's going to be this round. Now it's too little, too late, but. Kel's put up some numbers. He's scoring well. He's sort of dabbling in the other stat lines, but you could do a lot worse, especially if you're downgrading from Creek or can't afford Creek.
1: Yeah. Well, I, assume, yeah, I think it's more the, or if you're trying to afford Creek and you're getting rid yeah. of like two. So like I've got, we talked about it, Valentine and, you know, Adams probably go out this week. So I can actually bring in a really strong um, double game week player, which might be yeah. Creek. But then once you make that move, then you've got to find somebody who you think you can get a bit of value from. And for me, it was, it was Trey Kel at
0: sure. the moment. And That's where something, in
1: a very simple look. Yeah. This is probably something we'll talk about on, on the next yeah. uh, we'll preview
0: show. Is your captains like Creek's the obvious one. It's daylight for second, but if you can't afford Creek, we probably need to bring that up on Wednesday. Tune in for that.
1: Well, you've got I, it here.
0: We do have it. You, you go, you go, Matt. I'll move on to the next one after this.
2: I think both Traykel, Humphreys and Wileys all all their break-evens being in 40. I know I swore off Adelaide players and I probably won't do it because I'm a man of my word. But all their break-evens being in the 40s, you could probably not lose any money, still get some good players on double game weeks in the next week, couldn't you?
1: Yeah, speaking of, I'm just throwing a couple of comments to those that are watching us along live, just so that you see a few of them. We'll probably get to answering them. I think Hammer made a really good point there. We'll certainly get it to our, our, our leading game to the next round as well. Spot on. If you're going to go Cal, you're looking at Cummings, you might be looking at Brown. Cal not being like, a you know, flexibility and being a guard forward. They're all really valid points. Spot on. But I'm looking week by week at the moment. That's where I'm at. So we move on. Speaking of... Yeah, no. Nah. Let's not go too far. Let's not go too it's, far. You got to. He's do, got a you negative two break even. What's he got?
2: It's a trap.
1: Yeah.
0: Flowers yeah. has
2: a negative two break even coming into next week.
0: But, but to quote white men can't jump. The sun shines on a dog's ass some days, man. Like <laughs>
1: shit, he was due, right? Like, yeah, <laughs> it's not gonna happen again. And is he nah. playing Illawarra twice again next week? Is that what's going on, or no? Like, I mean it's 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 there. Exactly. I haven't checked the schedule that far, but probably <laughs> I'm gonna assume it's not. I hope I've walked into one there. Let's move on. We've got Southeast Melbourne. We've been talking about a few of their players, one being Creek, uh Southeast Melbourne, defeating the Jank Jumpers by one, having that opportunity to send it to overtime. Um I mean you talked about Creek. I'll throw to you first, Hammer. Talk to us a little bit about this game and obviously playing against your boys. Yeah, bit a bit of a heartbreaker. I, I didn't
0: didn't expect this result. I expected the Jack Jumpers to run away with it. Uh, the, the big one out of this was Jordan Crawford, right? This guy. Well, it's a bit of a pun, isn't it? When you say the big one, um, he balled out. He he is really, really growing in that system, and, and I feel like he is going to become very super coach relevant, and he's going to be going up in price. So okay. with Jack Jumpers on a double round five, I believe it's possible. To bring him in. it's That's what I'm liking out of that. And Doyle, again, Mr. Consistent. Struggled a bit compared to his first game, but still managed to, to bring it together in the end. Well, we
1: talked about the Jack Jumpers a lot in that after that first week and how we said, and, you know, the commentator said it during the game. We talked about it on this podcast about how we wanted to see the ball in Doyle's hand a lot more. They look like a better team. But I think since those moments... I think they're both learning how to have the ball in the hand. I think, I think Crawford's even actually getting more assists than Doyle at the moment as well. So I think he's mm. learning how to score a bit more off his dribble. He's also learning how to score off the catch and shoot, and he's learning how to find his teammates at the moment. So I think you're spot on. Yeah. He's going to become very much super, uh, super coach relevant as we go on.
0: Talking of uh, Southeast Melbourne on the other side of the coin, though, a bit of news out of there this week. We saw uh, there was no Tyler Cook, no Alan Williams, but it looks like we have seen the last of Cook potentially. Um, yeah. I feel like that needed
1: your, I feel like that needed your breaking news, uh, segment there, mate, but we missed it. We'll, uh, we'll get it next time. I'll get my jacket. I'll be back. Yeah. Talk talk me through that really quickly before we move on to, to Matty's points on this one, then we'll get to the next game with what he produced and how he looked as a player. We talked a bit about this over text, why doesn't another team, especially a team that might be struggling, look to pick up someone like a cook and get rid of their current imports?
0: I think another team would be looking at cook. I just don't think the interest is going to be mutual. This is a guy who probably signed for less money on a short term deal because it fitted in with his Euro out clauses, his season over there. And you think about who needs a genuine big, what are we looking at Adelaide from what he's seen? He's probably got no interest there. Uh, do Brisbane have an import spot, spot up their sleeve if Baines is out for a bit? Can he go there? I don't know. I just don't see any, no, don't any so. places for him.
2: Yeah, yeah I, don't, I don't see too much for him. I think that he will uh, ship off back overseas to someplace that's sunnier and not as cold as Melbourne. You can probably so... have a seat next to uh, Dr. Doolittle. He's going to be on the way home soon. Yeah, I agree with you there. Um, I'm glad we had an excellent little Tasmania circle jerk there, but let's get to the real questions. Um, can we pick one between Gary Brown and Will Cummins? Um, either – well, Rob, you first. Gary Brown or Will Cummins if you got to bring one in next week.
1: Yeah, it's a really tough call. Uh, Cummings definitely passes the eye test for me, and Gary Brown's definitely passing the points test for me at the moment. And I actually like his value as well. <sighs> I was looking at bringing in Gary Brown. He might be on my list at some point. I'll go... It's a toss of the coin, isn't it? I'll take Brown. Okay. Hammer. Uh,
0: Look, I was high on Brown leading into this season. Injury interrupted, disappointing preseason, but Brown has a massive ceiling and he can go. Cummings, I think, is... He's not going to force the issue as much. And I think we what you see is what you get. He, he'll give you that twenty five to thirty five most nights. I think uh, Brown has the ability to go big. Um, do, do
1: you know what? Do you know what I love about this league compared to AFL and NRL and things like that is there is no part of me that actually looks to my head to head matchups for where I go and make any decisions. It's all about going to try and win the competition. So when you yep. say they're hammer, you know Brown's got more of a ceiling. Cummings might give you a little bit more consistency. You go for the ceiling player in this league. You go for that, like, you know, let's go for it. There's no guards, no glory. Let's pick it with a bit of an educated guess. Yeah. So that, that's where I am for sure. And I think it actually pays off in some of your decisions. As long as that uh, ceiling risk option is not Justin Robinson.
2: Yeah. Look, hmm.
0: Will, Will Cummins does have a
2: higher floor. I think that you're a lot more likely of getting a 12 out of Gary Brown than you are Will Cummins. Um, hmm. I'm looking at, Possibly even bringing both in this coming week. So
1: yeah. Why not yeah. both? Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. exactly. Porqueno, Mikasa Sukasa. Sure. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> get the quote right. Come on, you're better than that. It's not my house. I'm it's your house. in all those dolls. Lift the little girl up in the air and let's get some tacos <laughs> in this joint. Let's do it. It's Taco Tuesday. <laughs> We move on. It's Monday. Um, I know, I'm just kidding. It, it, you know, it's actually Friday here in Perth, mate, but we move on. <laughs> uh, Melbourne took on your bullets, mate. Melbourne getting the job done, 89 to 78. Uh, Soby with another 30. I know you're excited about that. Uh, caption, uh, captain option for you, mate? Yeah. Well, he was a great
2: captain option. Uh, not in the upcoming week, but it just shows that you can bring Soby in on any given week and he's going to produce. Um I didn't expect Sobey to benefit probably as much from Baines being out as he did. Um, but yeah, it was really good.
1: Anything you um, saw in that one, Hammer, as well? Oh,
0: man, it was a horrible game. Both the Sunday games were hard to watch. Brisbane sucked. They, they made it respectable in the last quarter. Even, even supercoach wise, they, they stacked some points on late, but it was looking bleak for the first half. Um, yeah, all out of sorts. They were down 20 odd.
2: Tyrell Harrison made 20K if we're clutching at some straws there. Um, Shannon Scott got 70 for the week. So, your boy, you know, with 28
0: in this one, 30, uh, 42 in the first one. That was really good. Man, 70 for the week. That That's packaging it nicely. That's like me saying when Deli and I played each other at Nationals, we had 36 points between us and he had 34 of them. Like, <laughs> Come on. He did get Real. 70 for
2: the week. No lies. <laughs> um,
1: yeah, the, no. Huck Huck one, the big one came out. The, yeah, Huck, oh, I was going to go to Delhi, but let's go Huckporty first. Let's do that. Huckporty28 continues to make cash. Mm. Delhi
2: was ordinary or did they just not need him? He went
1: we got, out with concussion. He went out with concussion. Yeah, okay. So, like, that's that. the concern for me. And a lot of Did people it seven are talking days about... days in NBL? I, I think there's actually genuine concern for what comes next. We're talking about a guy that missed pretty much a whole season due to concussion, didn't look good. They got him out of that stadium as quickly as possible and actually took him home. He was home before that game even finished. Um, I think there's a lot more to look into what's going to go on here. He took a... Well, he didn't take the fall. He, he broke the fall, took a solid shin to the face... And um, look, we wish him all the best in these kind of moments. But when people are starting to talk about Travers and things like that now, they become way more relevant without a Delhi on the court. I think we're going to see Delhi miss a few games.
0: Have a look at what happened with Shae last year. And Melbourne United will bring him back. He comes back half a game. He's not right. It was a debacle for anyone who owned him as a, as a super coach option. But I think Melbourne have, have shown they will be leaning on the side of caution with this. And I wouldn't expect Delhi back – Anytime soon. Uh, if we're talking about beneficiaries, Luke Travis playing a little point forward. Uh, Bubbles has been good, but also Ian Clark didn't, didn't light the world up, but he got some burn off the bench.
1: That's the one I was going to talk about with Deli out. Surely Clark gets a few more minutes. Does he still come mm-hmm. off the bench? I assume he does, but I think he actually gets a lot more opportunity to be offensive. Yeah. Shay, Illy
0: probably the main beneficiary though. And you touched on him before, um, Matrix.
2: Yeah. I, is he an option now?
0: What's, what price are we looking at for a, for a Shea Lee? Because he's, he's an interesting one. He, he does not pass the eye test. He's, no. His jump shot looks like he's struggling to make the distance and brings rain down with it, um, but is effective. He gets some assists. His def- defense is good. And more than anything, we're talking opportunity. He already gets yeah. good minutes. He's going to get extended burn. He's, he's probably an option if the price is right.
2: He's got a nice beard. He's 212K. Uh, he's got to break even at 30 um, coming up to a double game week.
0: Yeah. I Could do worse. You Could do a lot worse. Like so flowers. We move
1: into, into the last game. Uh, Sydney Kings getting the job done against Perth. There was a point there where, you know, scores were tied. Sydney had some players getting uh, fouled out. But um, Sydney getting the job, 99-86. Um, Adams. Again, rising to the occasion. Somebody who we sort of tout as a possible, you know, previous MVP could have another MVP-like season. Not many people picking Bolden to obviously be these top scorers off the bench, but he's producing some serious numbers as well. And uh, is Valentine garbage? I don't think so. But I'm going to go to you, Hammer. What did you see in the last game of the round? Yeah, look, didn't enjoy it. It was
0: hard to watch. But Bolden, that, that's the big news. What do you have, like 12 points, 15 boards, and, and 36 supercoach points? Yeah. If you dig a little deeper into the box score that was all done in about 17 or 18 minutes so we're really seeing hunter and bolden share time um but bolden is really coming on i think he's starting to find his feet and perhaps that uh that minute spread starts to change a bit and and someone you could probably be looking at before the price gets too high Yep. hunter got 30 as well though too like yeah
2: that's probably a big concern with Bolden because, well, I thought it would be the shots that are the issue with Bolden. Um, mm. But this game, he proved he could do it all. So.
0: Yeah, I mean, but Hunter's still effective. They look for him, he rolls well, and he's learned to catch the ball all of a sudden. it's I think while they're winning, they're not going to mess with the formula too much. It might be a little bit of an adjustment, but if he's going to play 20 minutes and give you 36 super coach points, it's you know, that, that's a a shift sideways from maybe a Baines or if anyone who had a held him over the
1: whole suspension round? If we transfer a little bit from Supercoach to actual just basketball chat, the biggest issues that the Wildcats have at the moment is just defense. And they were bringing the likes of Pinder in, they were bringing the likes of Usher in to be stronger on that defensive end. And it's just not happening. And from a Wildcat culture, which is so centered around defense with the likes of Damian Martin and things like that, That's probably what the Wildcat fans are most panicking about at the moment. Not so much they lost to Melbourne, not so much they lost to Sydney, but the fact that they're just defensive and just looks horrendous. You know, it's like the worst thing that could have ever happened to the Wildcats is Usher scoring 35 on his debut that he now thinks he's this offensive god and kind of shuts down that first mantra that he came for, which is I'm going to shut down the best player week in, week out. I don't know. Thoughts?
2: Can I I give you a silver lining? At least Henshaw made 2K this week. (laughs)
0: <laughs> uh, that's, yeah, life's speaking, of,
1: we'll, speaking of we'll put this one in if we go back to the girlfriend shout out to uh a flying toilet i wanted to say afl ing toilet then i worked out what it was a flying toilet um with the girlfriend analogies we had angel angel <laughs> is a good girl good grades pretty lost of hobbies that are really completely ignoring for the same girls that aren't giving you much oh, i just saw that earlier and i just had to wait until this game <laughs> to bring it up but uh yeah, yeah. wildcat issues mate yeah. Going back to that analogy
0: though, this is going to be like the the Taylor Swift in that film clip or all those movies where the dorky girl, all she has to do is take off the glasses, and she's an absolute glamour. Like he just needs some court time and, and everyone's going to realise this was the stud you had all along, but very disappointing court time, didn't produce. Uh, what,
1: what's, the one, what's the one? What's the one where he has brothers. to like pick, pick the girl and turn her into the prom queen? Like the funny one? It's like, oh my god, you picked the Hot. girl with the ponytail and the glasses. No yeah. way, you can't turn oh. this around. Is yeah. that high school musical oh. four? <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> That's oh, what it you is. You got me. You it's got me. The Hutchins. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <yeah>. Go Wildcats! <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh man. Oh. <laughs> uh, Jalen Galloway got 22 again. He got 50 odd for the week. He would have been a better captain than Justin Robinson. So, uh, he continues to make cash, um, He had a good week too, um, getting 40 for the week. There's a lot of good options on the Kings, uh, Not that many for the, like, Saar's still generating money. He's got a break-even, I think, of two this week. Um, So we're talking about Jalen Galloway making money. Saar made 33K this week. Mm. He made 65K the week before, and he's still got a break-even of two. If you want to bring these guys in, you can still make some cash. So he is a guy that you can bring in and continue to get that cash generation. Maybe a better option than a one-week play like, we all tried to make 40k out of Justin
0: Robinson yeah. this week. Talk, talking to cash generation, there are some plays this week. Uh, we'll cover it a bit more on Wednesday, but remember we have New Zealand returning, albeit on a single. Parker Jackson Cartwright has a break even of Whew. negative three thousand and nine. He's uh, yep. He's someone I'm going to be looking at if I've got enough trades, and if anyone has sort of set themselves up with enough guys on doubles. It's a possible look before everyone else tries to bring him into higher price next week.
1: We got a stack of guys in our league who are sitting quite high up in the rankings. Now, those ones who are right up the top, they've got the ability. I think they've even got like some solid, you know, defense, like on their bench that can come on and they're good to go. Players like myself who are kind of like in a good echelon but not right at the top, I think I'm going to take the risk on possibly someone like the Hyphen himself because, yes, I might take a little bit of an off score this week, but it sets me up for the weeks after and I think I'm ready to go. So don't be afraid to drop a little bit in your round score for what sets you up for two or three weeks after that, because you'll just, again, jump two sixty six spots, make a big move and go. So I think you're spot on. I think it's a massive shout to get in and get him early and get the cash that comes with a decent score as well.
0: Mm. It gives you the opportunity next week then when everyone else is bringing him in, you can then start to work with your bench and, and solidify your team for that next four or five
1: rounds where we're looking at Cairns, we're looking
0: at um, New Zealand as, as the dominant schedule.
1: While you're talking about it, though, what do you say to this? A really good point. New Zealand, though, does have the single game against Melbourne United. It is a tough matchup. What's your thoughts? Mm-hmm. He's, he's
2: not Justin Robinson, so he's not going to get minus 40. So should be okay.
0: And if you bring him in, you possibly just put him on the bench. So he's going to make cash anyway. He's in your squad, ready for next week. And he'll probably give you a solid bench score.
1: Look, that's our round three wrap. I reckon it's time to get into a few questions. I want to make a few comments first. We also want to get to our community team as well. But before we do that, um, if you're liking the show, we've got so many viewers in here now. We've got some... Awesome questions that we're going to get to in a minute. If you'd like to support the show, make sure you hit subscribe. We actually ticked over 1,000 subscribers from Insight Fantasy Sport. It's a massive shout-out to everyone who has clicked subscribe. It's amazing what that does for us, not only for morale, but obviously to keep the show going as well. Also, if you're watching to us on YouTube or you're listening to us on Spotify, Apple, Google, make sure you hit the follow button and give us a review. These are the kind of things that keep the show going and us being able to bring you all the sports that we do, and we appreciate that support greatly Maddie. can I throw to you mate talk to us about our community team uh so last week we brought in Justin Robinson
2: and Lockie Ulbricht uh it was it was voted on um but 341 down uh 341 super coach points down 400 spots to 800 and captaining Robinson hurt it should be noted um not to throw stones at me, but Robinson and Doyle got exactly the same amount of votes for captain and I put it on Robinson.
1: I love your honesty though. I, I do. I love your honesty. And it might be because you're seven cans deep, but I love it. I really appreciate it. You, I mean, you lie all day trying to sell cars. So it's good that you come on the podcast and you tell the absolute truth. I love it. I love it.
0: <laughs> it's like confessional. <laughs>
1: Come here to repent. Forgive
0: me,
2: for, forgive me, hammer, for I have sinned. <laughs> <laughs> Go
0: and say three um, holy doles, Matthew.
2: Um, yeah, look. Speaking speaking of prayers, I did see a uh, comment there. Um, I think it's only twos. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna leave that just for the YouTube channel. So uh, yeah, you don't need to be on all fours. You can just be on twos. So for confessional, let's leave that.
1: For everyone, this is the time where we should make mention to everybody on Spotify uh, listening along in the cars. This might be the point to step out. The content's going to start switching across to everybody in our chat. We're going to start trying to answer some of the questions to our live. People are giving us a massive shout out of how they love the live content. We keep getting viewers like this and we keep getting input like this. We are going to continue the live shows throughout this season as much as possible because we love it. This is awesome. And this is what we want. We want it to be the people show. We want to be able to answer the questions. Obviously, we get a lot more into trades, the moves that we've made right up in our next episode that we're going to do on Wednesday again this week. But um, look, we'll try and dive into a couple now. We'll give you a bit of insights to what we're thinking from a trade standpoint. I'll be honest. I haven't looked too far. I had a very, very busy week. But I know, Maddie, you've had some sort of thoughts. And, Hammer, I'll go to you after that, and then we're going to throw out to some questions from there. But I'll throw to you, Maddie, first. Ladies and gentlemen, I'd like to report a trade. (laughs) Look, um, (laughs)
2: there's a Valentine I'm off him, and Justin Robinson, I'm off him too. Um, I'm thinking somebody like Gary Brown uh, and bringing in one of, like, a Cummings... uh, Parker Jackson Cartwright, a Bubbles, a Humphreys, a Wiley, or a Trey Kell. I know that I am being very vague, but I just honestly don't know where I'm going to roll the dice. I don't hate boosting for Parker Jackson Cartwright if I elect to go really hard this week. I do think the play is to boost the following week, but if that gets you Parker Jackson Cartwright and that price rise. I think that that is a worthy boost. That is the only boost that I would be looking at this week. Um, what are you looking at doing with your trades, Hammer?
0: Uh, well, the first one's definitely gonna be a rage trade. I don't care if Valentine's on a triple or a quadruple round next week. He is gone, uh, so he's out. And Robinson is out for similar reasons. I'm looking to bring in Parker Jackson Cartwright on my bench. I've, I'm pretty set up. I've already got four. Melbourne, Southeast melbourne's potential starters for next round so i've got that luxury of of only really needing to bring in one playable guy so uh i'll be looking at a probably a forward position uh and i'm not sure where i'm going to go you know wiley i don't like but he's probably one of the only options on a double to bring in i don't know yet well uh all be revealed wednesday
1: yeah, I've only, got, I've only got the two double game week players at the moment in uh, Luke Travers and Huck Porty, So I've got to make some moves and that's based off the fact of making that boost move early. So I won't be using my boost. It's going to be very heavily around looking at break-evens and making sure I keep those players in that are going to get me cash as long as they're going to give me a decent score. And then I think I'm going to have to go to uh, double game week players as well. I think it has to be done so that I get four, at least four out of my five starters will be double game week players. So I think... At the moment, it looks like Valentine and Adams will drop out for me. And I think at the moment, I could bring in Mitch Creek and Trey Cal just for the money situation of what I've got because I'm only down to about five grand. That's kind of where I'm sitting at the moment. Galloway's got a tiny break even, so he's staying in for me because I want to make sure I get that cash grab, get in for his double game week, and then I'll, I'll move on from there. But yeah, I think Doyle's going to stay in and I'm going to move Adams and yep. Valentine. Here's a hypothetical.
0: I'll throw it to both of you. Big source. Let's say he comes back this week. He's coming in at about 350K. Would you roll the dice on a double week as a difference?
2: No. Hope this helps. No. No. It doesn't. Why? Um, Look, I think at 380K, they will just ease him in a little bit. Um, And he's going to have to score very well in those first weeks. It's not like he's got four games to redeem himself as he comes through and that first score drops out or anything like that. Look, I just do think it's a little early. I hope he drops in cash. I hope they ease him into it and that we can pick him up for early 300s later.
1: Uh, Yeah, I think the fact that Cook's moving on is exactly right. They're not going to rush it. They're not going to, like, run a risk. He is forward center as well, isn't he? He can go forward, so he's not just center. So if you've got Huck Porter, you can still you still can bring him in. Yeah, I reckon I'm just going to go with what's a little bit proven. If he was a little bit less in cash, you'd maybe take the risk, but no, nah, I'm going to go the other with one what's that proven came back
0: Was Gorjak yeah. Gak?
1: Yeah, he had a shocker.
0: He will drop in cash, yeah. but he's around the 140 mark.
1: Dual position yeah. drop and dropping some, in cash uh, from
0: 140 bricks
1: speaking of we're talking a he lot a little bit now. A we'll, 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 we'll throw in a couple of questions we've got Breno in there this one came up a little bit earlier and we're talking about this type of thing right now with only two decent teams on a double this week obviously referring to uh who we got melbourne and southeast melbourne obviously adelaide being the other team with a double game week do we just cop a bit of a down week this week and set up the boost for round five or try and use it this week as a moving week I'll go to you, um, Maddie, because I know you're thinking about possibly using the boost, and maybe Hammer is as well. But I'll go to you, Maddie. Look, I've saved Mitch
2: Creek um, and copped a single game week uh, on a guy that was 380k, so I'm pretty well poised for this week with Travis Huckporty, Mitch Creek. Look, even Ben Air is um, probably not worth trading out just yet, uh, but. I'm not sure that it's boost worthy unless you're going Parker Jackson cart, right? Like you used your boost early Rob and you're reaping the benefits of it. Now. I just don't think that you panic if you scored, like I scored 297. hammer scored 300, but we haven't used that boost. I'd like to think that we could come back a lot of points with that boost. Um, I'm just not sure this is the week for it, unless you're really going to
0: gun for that number one spot. Yeah, you're right. I, I actually did use the boost a couple of weeks ago when uh, Armstrong ruined my life. Huh. So it wasn't the plans, but um, I'm not going to be using a second one this early. But you are in that absolute luxury position of holding Creek. So uh, and there's your guaranteed captain. I think if you're someone like me who has four guys who are potentially startable without a really clear-cut captain like a Creek, that's probably more of an issue.
2: Um. Look. No jokes aside. Um. Would you ever bring in Craig Moller this week? Sorry, uh, I said no jokes aside. I'm any kidding. Any week, no. <laughs> cool. Excellent.
1: Thanks to I just, AFL. I was just having a look. In I was just having a look as well. Like, surely with Southeast Melbourne playing Adelaide and Brisbane as well, Mitch Creek's your lock for captain. I, I think if you you got to bring him in, and he's got to be your lock for sure. In my yeah. opinion.
0: But do you do that at the expense of um, the structure of your team moving forward to round four, five?
1: I don't think if I hold on. So you got to remember then, I've, got, I've still got, with that move, Galloway will stay on my bench. Saar will stay on my bench. I mean, I've even got like Norton and Henschel sitting there on my bench. Um, it, uh, it, it sort of still gets me a good score this week. And even making two trades, I'm straight back to double-double game weeks. Um, from there, it's just a one week where I'm going to have four starters, not five with double game weeks and the rest will be single. I think you've got to get the Mitch Crick. So you've got to go big. You've got to make sure you get that player that you think is going to get that big score to hopefully make up for someone else. If he goes bust, yeah, I'm in trouble. But I think that's yeah. the educated move. Um, and and that's kind of that I'm in. Early on, Maddie,
0: more than anything, if 90% of the competition's got him, you probably need to just to break even. Yep.
2: Yeah, yeah. I'll uh, I'll make up my ground elsewhere, but Mitch Creek is a must.
1: Yeah. yeah, shout out to Alex Newton. Same thing. Creek at captain is four times more important than bench player scores. Couldn't agree more. I think that's I think that summed it up really well. Even before can, that, he just I... sort of threw in. The... Yeah, sorry, Matt. You go. Go on, keep going. Um,
2: yeah, he's moving on Adams and Creek to Cotton, and um, every week you do what the best C option. Um, uh, but. Can I just like uh, do a little tip like because you know we've mentioned Adelaide Southeast Melbourne and Melbourne. Um, yeah just the tip guys. Um, sorry I don't I didn't make up a film for that uh, but Thank that's on my that's, a, that's on my uh, deep dark hard drive there. but just the tip here you can trade your guy out and just select Adelaide Southeast Melbourne and Melbourne so that you're only looking at those guys playing. It does make it a lot easier to have a look around and and I suppose adjust your trades from there. I've got lots of handy jewels. So I found myself, you know, trading Justin Robinson out, for example, um, adjusting Denzel Valentine up, Lockie Ulbrich up, so that I could look at everybody that plays on double game weeks this week to start thinking about guys I can get for the week ahead.
1: Yeah. I think the big thing people have to start looking at, we'll talk about it more too, which is, there aren't even that many double-double game weeks from round five either. So it's not like you can really start stacking it in. When you start looking at, you got Brisbane, Cairns, New Zealand, that's it. They're the only ones that from round five have double-double game weeks. So you've really got to have a look at going, who can I keep on my bench and handle a single game week? For me, that's Doyle. Doyle goes from a single game week in round four to a double game week in round five then I'll start to maybe have a look because he's got two single game weeks in a row. But I, I can see him staying in my side and, and comfortably for these next two weeks and I'll handle his single game week for sure because I get his double and we move on. There's, Make there's sure you have a look players. ahead. You have to.
0: Mm. There's not too many players you can play on a single. And Doyle's one, Cotton's probably another, Jalen Adams possibly. But if you're going to play anyone on a single, that,
1: that's probably your guy. I don't know if we're getting ahead of ourselves, but maybe we've got to, let's make a note. Maybe we don't answer this unless someone's got a really quick answer to it. When you look at the roster, and we talked about it a lot, we've talked about New Zealand. The team we haven't really talked about a lot from round five is Cairns. Cairns from round five to round 13 only have one single game week. And I know we've talked about Taron Armstrong, but is there anyone else that they should be looking at right now to bring in their side? Hammer, you're nodding furiously. I think we just need to throw that in there and then maybe we go to some questions because we haven't really talked about it much and we surely are as we go through these next couple of weeks. But is there somebody that they could throw in? You obviously don't do it now. You do it round five. But who should people be making sure they've got cash for? And who should people make sure they've got in their brain to get ready for round five to bring them in? Yeah, Big one's Clintman, the next star.
0: He's going to have a low break even after his last round before they went to the States. He's balling. He's got his role sorted. Uh, and the other one is Miller, the point guard. He's solid. They're, they're probably the two yeah. I'll be looking at.
2: Miller's a lot better than Taj McCall. I need to see Taj McCall drop some cash before I consider him.
0: Any... I need see, to I see rec-
2: Taj McCall
1: cut. <laughs> I reckon even if you've used a boost, but definitely if you haven't used a boost, I reckon you should actually be saving it to round five. 100%. Yeah that's that's your time now where you've really got to look at the roster and go who are the teams and the players that I need from there to get three of them in now that I'm just only moving two pieces two pieces for quite some time so don't rush the gun with a with a boost this week. I don't reckon you have to. I think we're all going to take a little bit of a hit yeah
2: mm-hmm. um if we're going back to back to some of the questions that we've had along the way um uh-huh. We start to have a look at Corey Blackledge earlier earlier up on the um, on the chat, and I have lost it now. So this is excellent. Um, he started to bring in who is a really good alternative for Delhi, and do you need like my question is, do you need to look outside of Melbourne? Because do you just go with his replacement, which will be Shayili?
0: I'd say so. I think I think Ily is. He's a little bit cheaper too, isn't he? So you get a bit of extra cash. Yeah. So 210K, you bank really 40. And, yeah. and you're going to hold him. Uh, like we were saying, this Delhi thing is not going to resolve itself overnight. So you can hold Shaley on, on doubles for the next couple of rounds uh, before you pivot elsewhere, but it's, it's not a bad option. Because if you look, your only real options at that sort of guard spot are going to be Brown or Cummings in Southeast Melbourne, uh, Shaley or no one in Adelaide.
1: I'm going. I'm going. Clark. I'm taking Clark over Ili. I think Ili will come on and do a good job. I think he'll go all right. But I, I'm taking Clark over Ili. I think. I'm going to log out for
0: that comment, Rob. That's terrible. That's.
1: <laughs> Is this where I stand.
2: Yeah, cool. So uh, moving on. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, like um, after. After that, um, Matty Granger's comment here becomes very relevant. Uh, nice that you bothered to show up, but it's good to see you. Uh, good to see you leave there, Rob. Uh, you deserve ten in the bin for that, or a yellow card for our uh, for our friends from the EPL mate uh, if we
1: were playing if we were playing a yellow card and a lockout system you were gone 42 seconds into this episode my friend so let's be very careful if this is going to be a precedent that we start right. setting
0: <laughs> look i hate look, to see you go look, rob but i love to watch you
1: leave uh, let's let's look let's let's have a little bit of we'll have a little bit of a, a little bit of a laugh and we'll see how it goes and we'll we'll check back in a little bit of time but look i don't know i just just a little bit of a comment see so we go see so we go um
2: Speaking of uh, I love round this one. four, Phil Gold, um, now I know your answer. But I'm uh, a... <laughs> really interested to see who you think is this week's Fool's Gold and why is it Trenton Flowers?
0: Uh, yeah, look, <laughs> Trenton Flowers is the obvious one. The bloke hit five threes. I think he was trying to pass every single one of them. Uh, look, the guys to steer it clear of would be – Falling into the trap of Mitch McCarron. uh, Falling into the trap of Ian Clark, Rob. uh, Or, yeah, I I don't know. Maybe I'm going to go with Gary Clark, but that one could backfire. We talked about that. Yeah. Gaz could be. He did get 60, but I
2: suppose Illawarra's schedule is going to make you think that you're not going to get him in. Hmm. Yeah. Um, Global's got a good one here. Uh, Is it worth bringing in Parker Jackson Cartwright this week and getting in a cash grab or bring in a double gamer and get the points? If you had to do one, because I personally think the better option is um, Mikasa, Sukasa, you do your fucking Mexican thing, Rob. Um, But my personal thing is I think that you can do both because you have two trades. Uh, But would you bring in Parker Jackson Cartwright or a double game week player this week, Rob?
1: Sorry, I'm just, I just checked out a little bit. Just just, just copping a couple of whacks here and there. That's all right. Uh, is it worth bringing projects and get some cash? We talked about it. I like it. I, I think it's a right option. For me, it's not because I need to cover my team. I think you've got to make sure you've got enough guys in there that are playing the double game week in your starting lineup. Um, big shout out to the comment that was in there. I probably hadn't looked that far. You know, the fact they're playing Melbourne as well. But it all depends on your team. Hammer's given a perfect example where his team is at. For me, if you can slot it in and, and you've got enough guys in there to cover with the double game week, I think this is the absolute week to bring him in. It's just too much of a too many one game uh, week for me.
0: And it depends who your double gamer is you're bringing in too. Like m- maybe you need to take a longer term view of the next two rounds, and potentially the guy you're bringing in. Uh, him and Parker Jackson Cartwright both have three games over the two rounds, so it's probably
1: you know not as big of a deal. Uh, Depending on the makeup of your squad, really. Am I sorry? Am I right? I'm right in saying. Uh, let's not forget, and this might sound silly, and I know they're playing loud, Let's not forget they're flying back from America. It's a big, it's a big turnaround. They're going to be protecting their players. If they get down in that game early against the United and things like that, they might put them on ice a little bit. There's no point. I reckon that Breakers team is a very good team. Um, so look, if they get behind, they just could put him on the bench. Um, it's a tough team to come up against after doing that flight back from uh, Vegas. They fly every week, Brew. Not to Vegas. Not to <laughs> Vegas. It's a big week there of playing and gambling, and they didn't see, they didn't see sleep, let's be honest, for sure.
2: Clayton um, like Oliver, I think, was go-
1: hanging out with him somewhere.
2: <laughs> let's go back. Um, a Flying Toilet is saying that cash gen is very important, almost worth using one or two boosts. I don't think that you should have two boosts used by round five flying toilet.
0: Yeah. Cash generation is important, but not at the expense of also making points. There are certain players you can look at where you'll get both, like your Parker Jackson Cartwrights, your Bobby Clintman's. Just remember uh, round four is meant to be the return of Josh Bannon in Brisbane, who we all flagged early on as a guy who's going to be playing, bringing in cash. So these guys have been injured or have had poor schedules of coming back. And we're getting that second wave of cash cows now who have got to play. So keep your eye out on those guys.
1: I'm not going to lie. I might use my second boost round five as a chance. Okay. There is a chance to just try and set it up from there. And I think if I actually get in and crunch the numbers a little bit further, and I'm sure there's enough people out there as well, helping with those types of things is going. I think it could really set your team up that actually using the two boosts, putting yourself in a good position to be able to just make two trades as you go along for a little bit. Yeah, And... Fortune does favour the brave, and that's really
2: brave. I just wonder when Illawarra go and play like four or five double game weeks at the end of the season and you've used your boost. I think that that's when people
0: will be having a run at you. And that's when Stephen Bradbury does his best work right at the end. Yeah.
2: Have you had his beer? It's actually excellent. It's called Last Man Stands. Um, and there's very rarely a beer in Australia that I haven't tried. But last Man stance, stay away from the mid-strength one. But, um, yeah, get on their full-strength one. Yeah, I reckon it's an 8 out of 10. So, um, yeah, stick by for more beer reviews by Matrix. And um, look, we, to,
1: to, but to, on, to honestly answer that, though, at the same time, I think if you have a good look forward as what's coming up and you spot on with Illawarra finishing out with so many double-double double game beer. weeks, no, I just want to to answer that question honestly because I think there's a really good point there. Week 13, week 14, that's when the time that people are going to take a hit. There's only two double game week teams in those weeks. Then you go into three weeks of six double game weeks, including Illawarra. So you don't actually need to stack your team with that many at that point. Everyone will be okay. So I wouldn't freak out too much as you go forward. If you do the numbers and have a look, it's when it gets down to the only two teams again, that's when you might have an issue and you want your boost in there. But... You'll get it back if you've structured the team right. So, look, get on top early. We've got all these viewers right now. We've got everybody that's excited for what they can do. There'll be a few that delete out come round five, round six, round seven, but uh, not our viewers. They're sitting strong and uh, sitting near the top of the pop.
2: Uh, Speaking of people giving me a spray, um, Huge here or Coach G, Uh, just remember, Matrix, whatever I end up deciding, do the opposite because I haven't been making good decisions, mate. And then, um, yeah, people just asking if Matrix rubbing off on you to the point where you want to make these horrible decisions. Uh, massive no to uh, to big source there. Look, yeah, <laughs> look, I, I enjoy the comments and uh, and keep feeding it in. I actually love it. Breathe it in.
1: It's good. <laughs> if we all if we all sat here and said the exact same things and just agreed with each other, it would make for a very boring show. We have good bands with each other. We throw comments in our chat to each other all the time, you know. I threw out stupid comments like McCarron, and it hasn't quite come back and bit me in the ass. But I don't think it bites you in the ass as much as it did AFL. You make one comment on an AFL podcast, and people just come at you for the next 42 rounds. But uh, in (laughs) this one, we kind of be able to move on and just get good scores and keep on keeping on. But uh, I feel like Ian Clark's going to keep coming up in uh, the next few rounds. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah,
2: it's coming. Um, You can redeem yourself here. uh, If you had to choose between Robinson or Valentine, Uh, who do you trade out and why is it Justin Robinson?
1: Rob- do you want me to answer that one? I don't even have Robinson, yeah, yeah. so I don't have to I don't if I don't have Robinson, so I don't have to make this decision. But for me it is absolutely Robinson if I did have him, just for exactly what I said off the top of the show. I feel confident, disappointed that Valentine isn't giving me what I thought he would give me, but at least he's giving me some consistency. Robinson should have been doing this and he just went straight through the bottom. So for me it's Robinson out if I had to choose between the two. But uh Poké No Lost Else, get rid of them both.
2: Um, let's go back. People are rolling their eyes about Ulbrich and Henschel. Look, with these 69K guys, we kind of had to expect this a little bit. Albrecht getting 16 in one game was promising. The fact that he got zero in one game, not fantastic. Henschel, look, if you told me at the start of the week that he was going to get 12, I probably thought it was going to come six and six, not 10 and two. No. Um,
1: these guys are going to sit on my bench. I, rec- I, I like these guys could sit on my bench all season. I actually genuinely think they could nearly... I mean, I I need to go have a look. But, like, Albridge actually wasn't that bad in his zero. He had a few... He had, like, three or four turnovers. That's what hurt him. It's not like he didn't actually produce some stats and therefore, uh, you know, got better in that second game. Henshaw just comes down to exactly what Hammer said before, which is the guy's just got to get some minutes. And I tell you what, if the Wildcats keep producing what they're producing they're going to have to reshuffle the dice a little bit. And he's somebody that, me, dare I make the comparison from a white guy to a white guy, he might become at least that Austin Reeves that you know what you're going to get, slot him in somewhere with some more minutes and move the other guys around because right now they ain't clicking. They, Another ain't, poor they been here. He might not It might not be the most talented guy, but they've got to work out a five that's working. It's not working. Their effort yeah. is horrendous.
0: I'm touching on, on Albridge. His fortunes are tied to how bad Illawarra are. You know, it's hard for a bloke to do anything when they can't get the ball over halfway. So, you know, keep an eye on how that team's travelling because his performance is going to be that tied to the way the rest of the team's travelling.
2: Brown and Cummings have been bad. Is the only reason we're not bringing Crawford in this week is this upcoming draw for Tasmania? Because I love what Crawford's been doing. Um, But Bryce485 in the chat It's just schedule-based as to why we're not bringing in Crawford this week, isn't it?
0: Yeah, 100%. I I would take Crawford over Cummings and Brown if he had the double, but I I feel like if if Crawford will probably give you a a 25 to 35, I feel like the other two will outproduce that over two games. Spot on.
2: Yep. Yep. Um, Last questions coming in. Any shot that Flowers gets to start this week after his game on the weekend? Zero. None
0: excellent and you um put cat in the oven doesn't make it a biscuit man he's not a starter in this league another white man can't <laughs> jump quite
1: um it's going on my it's going on my watch list i tell you what after this you've brought back some great memories absolutely I, t- tell me it wouldn't you, you're not watching it for the first time
0: rob <laughs> what's that tell me you're not watching it for the first time
1: no, no. I said, I'm going to what? You're bringing back some great memories. Ah, That's right. No, right. no. You bring it. Very yeah, no, no, no. Please. Come on. You're not allowed on a basketball podcast if you haven't. Get out. Wait, do I need to flip this and like get it up there in the air? Well, like, let's go. Billy Hoyle. I actually,
0: I actually prefer that. <laughs> oh, Billy Hoyle's on the pot. You're Billy Hoyle, Matt. Look at you. <laughs> you mean play
1: basketball? <laughs> Tom finishing it um, out now just because you said so, Matty. wrap wrap it up, Rob. Oh No, I've got to put one in and I'm going to I'm gonna go because at one point there, we had a really good ratio from uh, male to female viewers. And then we cut out all of a sudden to 100% males. And it's good to see. That's because Hammer's go wearing a shirt. Mel Green, Jackson Cartwright this week. Let's wrap it up on this one. And then we will get into Flynn Cameron because let's bring him into the next show. We'll bring him up for sure. Uh, we've talked about the hyphen. We've talked about him being the one player that you might actually take a risk on this week with being only a single game week, especially because of his cash, his break even, and his ability to score big. So massive shout out, Mel. Thanks for that comment. Um, I hope you guys prepped because I told you we were going to do this. I know I wasn't on the last episode, but final words. Hammer, you got any final words for us, mate? Uh, No. I forgot about my homework. I've got nothing. (laughs) No homework. That's all right. This is... uh, on the Australian cricket team. We don't do homework. Matrix, anything from you, mate? You know I don't do homework, him. mate. <laughs> <laughs> guys, it's been an absolute pleasure. I think it's very easy to say, look, when you crack on to a one-hour, 10-minute show, it's only because of the comments that we get in there that allows us to keep going on. Uh, big shout-out to anyone that's been involved. The viewership has been strong throughout this whole show. We will keep bringing the lives as long as you guys keep getting involved. So... Keep asking the questions. Keep hitting us up on social media. I know I get handed with uh, questions all the time about what people should be doing. We will be back on a Wednesday night giving you the ins and outs of our teams, giving you the trade moves that we're going to be making, and hopefully they will pay off well. Until next time, everybody, it has been an absolute pleasure. This has been the Insight Fantasy Sport Podcast, NBL edition. Peace out. Curio.